0: It's your turn, so I'm going to go ahead and set aside like 20 minutes for us to get this going. You're
1: such a fucking twat waffle. <laughs> I can't even with you. I hate you. I, I, I hate, hate you. I hate you.
0: Best part is, is you're going to try to start it like three times and go, hey guys. <laughs> and then you make
1: that face. Hey guys. It's like, what the fuck do I do that every time? I don't know why I fucking do that every time. Okay. We're gonna just start. I'm just whatever comes out is how we're gonna start this. Okay, you ready? That should be the start of it right there. <laughs> <laughs> just Welcome to I'm sorry what the podcast. <laughs> I'm Christina.
0: And I am Amanda. <laughs> That's how we're starting it.
1: Deal. All right. What's up? <laughs> Uh not much since we just finished recording episode It's fucking. always weird when we record too because by the second one we've talked about every possible thing we can talk about it's and true. we've got fucking nothing to say to you assholes. She, she's really aggressive. Always. She's Oh, that was weird. Impressive. I felt Gassy. it building for a while. It's been it's been building.
0: Cassie is bitches around.
1: Oi. 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 I don't want to get ready to people. I don't want to people either, but we got to, man. At least for a while. We signed up for this shit.
0: I mean, I feel like we were more voluntold
1: <laughs> <laughs> that we were going to do this shit. Right. But So, what will happen in the future? We have to time travel. By this time next week, you will be finished moving. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, this will be coming out two weeks from now. So, my birthday week?
1: Yeah! It'll yeah. Be your, you'll be 31? I know.
0: And fucking done. Grandma. 31, I'm fucking done. You know, I turned 30 and everybody's trying to be, ooh, I'm driving. Wah, 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 wah. Now I'm 31, and everybody's like, okay. It's all downhill from here.
1: Like, <laughs> slowly dying now. You're just, skin is slowly being pulled towards the underworld. But not. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, and, uh, will that be my birthday week, or
1: will it be the week after that? Definitely? It'll be the week of RenFest. Okay. Because the one, the one we recorded just now is coming out this Wednesday. Which is the 5th. Yeah, and so then we'll be going to Renaissance Festival after, like, the weekend after this comes out. Okay, so that would be, like, the 12th. Yeah. And then it was,
0: so, technically next week is my birthday, then.
1: Yeah. When this comes out when this comes out. Yes. (laughs) But
0: it's like, did you forget that your birthday's next week?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) No. We're like three weeks out right now. It is really funny. It's time traveling. It's hard.
0: Listening to podcasts and they're just like, Podcast time traveling is freaking weird. Like when you have to and it really is like,
1: like, when are we? This is weird. When are we unless I have a
0: a calendar right here where I can be Mm -hmm. here and here. This is when this one's coming out. I'm Mm -hmm. a little confused. Yeah but.
1: Alright, well, should I just dive right in? Fuck it, just tell me. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Fuck it, man, shit. Fuck it, man, shit. I'm gonna tell you about the Monster of Florence. Okay, okay. It's also Italy's Zodiac case. Yes. Do you know about this? Well, what the fuck? Just talk. You're fucking dumb.
0: I'm sorry this has been a thing that I have read anything I can about since I was a child.
1: The Zodiac?
0: Just fucking true oh, crime in general, and if I it's,
1: hate your face. Okay, whatever
0: you. So, love
1: me. for those of you who aren't fucking weird like Amanda, uh, the monster of Florence, <laughs> bish bish. The monster of Florence is the name commonly used by the media in Italy for a serial killer that killed sixteen people between 1968 and 18 or 1985 in the province of Florence, Italy. So we're trying traveling our next. Country that downloads from us, Italia. Italia. Wine, spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Men. All things good in Italy. (laughs) Uh, So there have been multiple investigations into the cases um, that were done over the course of several years. Uh, It's he's they are considered one of the most organized serial killers and had a very specific way of killing um which they stuck to throughout their entire like killing spree right uh he would find a couple having sex on a lover's lane he would then fire on them with the same 22 caliber beretta handgun with a defective firing pin causing unique marks to be left on the bullet casings the bullets all of all were winchester series h mm-hmm. and were confirmed by investigators to have come from the same box once his victims were dead or well on their way, he would take the female out of the car, remove her clothes, and mutilate her sexual organs with what investigators believe to be a scuba knife. Ew. Uh, the only women who were not mutilated in this way were Barbara Lachi, the first female victim, and Antonella Migalorini, uh, whose murder was noticed by a passerby preventing the monster from performing his ritual.
0: Okay, so like he was interrupted and yes. had to run away.
1: Run away all right so his victims august twenty first nineteen sixty eight antonio Bianco, uh who was twenty nine and a mason worker and barbara lachi was a thirty two homemaker were banging in their car <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> while uh lachi's son uh Na- natalino mele was a sl- he was six and was asleep in the back seat cool. the child woke up and found his mother dead and ran from the car Uh, at 2 a.m. he arrived at a, a neighbor's house about two kilometers from the crime scene knocked on the door and told the person who answered please open the door and let me in i'm sleepy and my daddy is sick in bed then you have to drive me home because my mommy and my uncle are dead in the car Oh, damn. He was questioned by the police on how such a young child like him could walk along a dark and unpaved country road for nearly two kilometers. He initially answered that he had run away alone and then changed his story and stated that either his father or an uncle, a term he had used to describe his mother's lovers... Mama! ...had driven him to the house where he had asked for help. So I'm wondering if the killer dropped him off.
0: Right. If the killer was like, oh,
1: shit, there's a kid here. Yeah. Years later, um, Natalino had said that he, once again, when he was older, he said he was alone, um, but was too shocked to remember exactly what happened on that night. Um, Though Barbara, who was a native of Sardinia, was famous in the town because of her multiple love affairs. Well, because she was getting it. Mm Mm-hmm. Her older husband was a man named Stefano Mele, was eventually charged with the murder, and spent six years in jail. However, while he was in prison, more couples were murdered with the same gun, and several lovers of Lachis were suspected to be perpetrators of the crime, and even Stefano stated on several occasions that one of them had killed her. Yeah. So, next victim. September 15th, 1974, Pascal, gentle- Core, who uh, worked in a bar, was nineteen, and Stefania Patini, an accountant, eighteen, who were teenage sweethearts, were banging. <laughs> Get they it were in. Shot to death and stabbed in a cunt, cunt, country lane near Borgo <laughs> and San Lorenzo. it's no, not. It's not what I fucking said.
0: <laughs> that's just a, I put the words together in my head as a sentence. Was stabbed in a cunt.
1: Okay. So they were shot to death and stabbed. In while they were having sex in a Fiat 127, Ooh. Uh, they were not far from a disco called Teen Club, where they were supposed to be spending the evening with some friends. Patini's corpse had been violated with a grapevine stalk and disfigured with ninety-seven stab wounds.
0: Violated with the grapevine stalk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm, could this guy not get it up then? is my assumption sticking things that first stabbed and mutilated genitalia now
1: sticking Mm -hmm. things inside that he's probably anyway so hours before the murder patini had said something to a close friend about a weird man who had terrified her another friend of patini's recalled that a strange man had followed and bothered the two of them during a driving lesson a few days before Uh, several couples of lovers who used to park in the same area, uh, where they were murdered stated that a particular area was frequented by voyeurs and a pair of them acting very oddly. Okay. So, next victims were Giovanni Foggi, who worked in a warehouse, and he was 30, and Carmela, Carmela Di Nuccio, who was a shop assistant, was 21. Um, they were engaged, uh, Danuccio's body was pulled out of the car and the killer cut out her pubic area with a notched knife. Jesus. Uh, the next morning, um, paramedic Enzo Spiletti went around speaking about the murder before the corpses were- had been discovered. He spent three months in jail charged with murder, uh, before he was exonerated because the murders occurred again. So he was, uh, they, th- they think he was a voyeur, so he was hanging out oh, in Lovers so Lane he- to watch people have sex and he saw their dead bodies. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, and he saw their dead bodies and was telling people about it before the bodies had been discovered. So then they are like, this guy did it. And then JK. he was exonerated because on October 23rd, Stefano Baldi, who was a workman, 26, and Susanna Camby, who were, um, who was 24, they were also engaged, um, were shot to death and stabbed in a park in the vicinity, in a park, uh, Camby's pubic area was also cut out like Danuccio's. um An anonymous person phoned Camby's mother the morning after the murder to talk to her about her daughter.
0: I'm really like... Okay, I'm really cut out pubic area. Mm-hmm. So is he just like fucking melon balling out the
1: whole like underside of the hips then? They didn't really get into a lot of detail. They just said cut out the pubic area. So I don't know if the she's, they're just like...
0: Cutting off stuff or yeah. cutting out, like, the, the lady bits?
1: I think they're cutting out the lady bits. That's
0: what it sounds like to me. Yeah.
1: They're, like, goring it. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. A few days before the homicide, Susanna had told her mother that there was somebody tormenting her and chasing her by car. So, next victims. June 19th, 1982. Uh, Paolo Mainardi and Antonella McLorney. Uh, oh! Sorry. Every time I'm in the middle of a story, Ooh! you have to release your nasal passages with a snez. I
0: can't <laughs> help it. I'm so itchy. I'm so itchy. It's the worst. It's probably going to happen again because mm-hmm. I
1: feel it. Feel it right brewing. All right. So they were also engaged. Um, they actually, their friends <laughs> nicknamed Vin. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was just a tiny one. Uh their friends actually nicknamed them Vin Vale, which was a brand of super glue because the couple was inseparable. Oh. That's uh, kinda cute. This time the killer did not have time to mutilate the female victim, uh, because the road was relatively busy and several passing by drivers testified that they saw the car parked at the area of the road with its interior light turned on. So they Okay. Um And then the Paulo was actually still alive when he was found. Um but police and ambulances were called immediately, but he died some hours later at the hospital. Um he probably heard or saw the killer approaching and tried to run away, but he lost control of the car, got stuck oh um The they believed that the killer wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. So there was two, I'm sorry, okay, I got it figured out. There was, the the other thing about this was the car had been moved, oh. so they were trying to determine if Paulo had tried to drive the car away and crashed it and got it stuck in the ditch. Because he was not in good shape. Or after shooting the couple, the killer tried to drive Minardi's car for a few meters to hide the vehicle and the corpses in a wooded area, only to lose control of the car and abandon it in the ditch. They couldn't figure out exactly how the car ended up in the ditch. Yeah. Um. So then on September 9th, 1983, so this was like a year later, um, Wilhelm Friedrich Horstmeier and Jen Ulusch, I think, they were both German. They are both seniors at uh, Faculty of Fine Arts in Olsenbrock, were traveling to Italy to celebrate an important scholarship Meyer had just won. And they were banging in their car and shot to death in their Volkswagen Samba bus in Galuzzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roush's long blonde hair and his small build. So these were both men. Um, and his small build could have deceived the killer into thinking that he was female. Police okay. suspected that they were gay lovers based on pornographic materials found at the scene. Oh. So I think he killed them and went, oh shit, that's a dude. Oh, you don't. Well, when you don't went to the, go core the right. fucking
0: vagina, yeah, you're going to find out definitely not a vagina.
1: So then on July 29th, 1984, so again, almost a year later, um, Claudio Stefanici e- Steff- and Pia Gilda Rotini uh, were s- high school sweethearts. The pair were shot to death and stabbed in Stefanici's Fiat Panda parked in a woodland Panda. near. Uh, parked in a woodland near the side of a road. The killer removed the girl's pubic area and left breast. There were reports of a strange man who had been following them in an ice cream parlor uh, some hours before the murder. A close friend recalled that she had confided um, that she had been bothered by an unpleasant man while working at her bar.
0: That just made me think about how heavy do you think one of my breasts would be?
1: Like four or five pounds maybe?
0: I wonder I have back issues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, so these are, these killings all help in, like, June through October okay. as well, which is another weird thing.
0: Right. Well, and the the one with the two men was oh, exactly 15 years after the first one, almost. Because the first one is in 68. That one was in 53. Yeah. Or not in fi- 73. Mm-hmm. Or 83. 83, I mean.
1: Yeah. But <clears throat> I was like, and it's always the same, like, few months and mm-hmm. interesting. So September 7th or 8th, Jean-Michel Cravelinci? I don't know. And it, Nadine Mario, uh they were both from France and they were on a camping va- trip in Italy. Uh, Mario was shot to death and stabbed while sleeping in their small tent in a woodland area uh Kravichli was killed a short distance away from the tent while trying to escape and Marriott's corpse was also mutilated then on July 1st after having killed 10 people in five separate attacks his first the, the monster's first letter was received by the police and it it was an old newspaper article from 1968 about the murders of Barbara Lachi and Antonio Lob- Lobianco um, written on the newspaper was the phrase, take another look at this crime. This motivated police to reopen their investigation, leading to the discovery of the same handgun having been used in all of the murders. So they hadn't connected that yet?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Oh my gosh. The monster sent his second letter in 1985, this time to Silvia Della Monica. It read, dot Della Monica, Silvia Procura Della Republica. K. Okay, I don't know what's in. Italy. It roughly translates to, It's in Italian. <laughs> it roughly translates to a threat directed to, at della Monica, who was previously mentioned as a prosecutor investigating the monster's crimes, as well as an entire Italian republic. Along with the letter was Nadine Marriott's severed nipple wrapped in tissue paper. This Ow. experience traumatized her, and she left law enforcement right after. Oh my gosh! So, suspect and theories. Okay, okay. You ready? Yeah. Um, a popular theory concerning the identity of the monster is that this is not just one man, but rather a gang of Sardinians living in the Florence area. So, Sardinia is like a republic of Italy. Okay, there it's like an island off. I think part of the like shoe part of Italy, as far as I could tell, and they have their own like. I couldn't really understand it, but it has something to do with a government where, as a Sardinian, they have, they're have they part of a republic, so they have kind of their own laws and kind of their own... Are they sustained kind of, in a sense? No, they're still a part of Italy, but they're allowed, like, part of their own governing, like, to have a say in some of the governing as part okay. of it. And there's a couple of different parts of it. I can't really... I don't... I didn't really understand it. I was trying to read it so I could explain it. and It was just kind of confusing. But it's a group... It's a... It's a location in Italy... And there's people that live in that area are, are like, called Sardinians. Um, It was first theorized by police when, during an interview, Stefano Mele, who was convicted of the first two murders, said that they need to figure out where that pistol is. Otherwise, there will be more murders. They will continue to kill. They will continue. These remarks were taken by investigators to mean that there was more than one killer. Oh, uh melee's remark combined with the fact that both melee and lachi were sardinian led police to believe that the death of her and her lover were part of a sardinian clan killing uh much such murders usually perpetrated by men related to one another were done in order to preserve family honor okay Uh, because barbara Lachi was cheating on her husband with a non-sardinian police believed that she had broken the vows of marriage in the eyes of her husband and the sardinian community with her and her lover's death being the punishment um However, the monster murders did continue after right. Melee was locked up. Uh, the they made an unofficial request to the FBI FBI's BSU unit, um, and they did make a profile of the monster, but they never officially used it in any inquiries because it was it didn't fit any of their key suspects. Right. So they, so didn't they want just to use it. didn't use it because yes.
0: it wouldn't have helped with what they were already working on?
1: Yes. So oh, according oh. to that profile, the monster was a sexually impotent man, <laughs> aged 40 to 45, called it, who lived alone with an elderly relative. He possessed a pathological hatred of women. Mm
0: -hmm, Since the monster
1: used the same gun and bullets for his murder, he probably also wore the same clothes and accessories while committing the crimes. Mm -hmm. It was speculated that he may have cannibalized some of the body body parts he took as a means of fully possessing his victims. So some of the female parts Mm -hmm. he took out and all that goodness. And the fact that the monster would ambush his victims firing multiple rounds into their cars indicated that he lacked p- confidence in his abilities to control his victims while they yeah, were alive. not get too close because then they could maybe get away. Um,
0: yes. So.
1: So he might have been a man
0: of small stature mm-hmm. and a limp PP.
1: Yes. Uh, so then the next suspect with it, they used computer analysis and some anonymous tips. A new suspect, Pietro Pac. Pe- Pacini, um, was found and he was actually convicted both for rape and domestic abuse of his two daughters <sighs> and for the 1951 murder of a man who had relations with his ex-girlfriend and he served 13 years in prison what's his name uh petro Pac passini passini yeah um uh, one of the inspectors found incriminating evidence such as similarities between the 1951 murder and the monster killings, as well as a reproduction of Primavera by Botticelli, um, another painting thought to be by Pacini. Uh, They The only physical evidence against him was an unfired bullet of the same brand as the monsters, found in Paccini's garden at the edge of a lengthy search. Um, he was controversially convicted in his initial trial in 1994 but at his appeal the prosecutor actually took his side. Oh, cool. Yeah, citing lack of evidence and poor police work. And as a result, he was acquitted and released in 1996. Um they tried to introduce new witnesses at the final hour um to like cuz he the, the prosecutor was replaced cuz basically the prosecutors like we can't try him, he, we have no evidence and the right. police work was shit. Right. They didn't. Um, do and so what they, needed they to do. introduced a new prosecutor who tried to introduce new witnesses at the final hour, but they were like, "Yeah, no, 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 no." So it a new not. trial was done for and was ordered by the Supreme Supreme Court, but he died in nineteen ninety eight before it could begin. Um, however, there were two accomplices were tried: Mario Vanni and Giancarlo Lotti. Vanni had been a witness at his first tri- at Pacini's first trial where he famously claimed that the two of them merely they were merely picnic companions a term that entered Italian they basically were just saying they were friends I think um Lottie had been one of like casual friends yeah uh, had been one of the surprise witnesses claiming to have seen Paxini and Vanni commit the 1985 murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after many more sessions of questioning, he had begun to incriminate himself in the murders as well. Uh, both were convicted and condemned to life imprisonment, though their sentences have been widely criticized and many consider the murders to be unsolved. So they, they didn't really have a lot of evidence to so convict like, these guys. Yeah, sure you convicted them, but mm-hmm. that doesn't
0: mean that it's actually who did it because
1: kind of bs very shaky ground you got there right so then in 2001 uh michelle gutari who took over as the prosecutor for the case for um was now chief inspector of the police unit um and announced that the crimes were connected to a satanic cult allegedly active in the florence area weird in his testimony, Lottie had spoken of a doctor who had hired Paxini to commit the murders and collect the genitalia of women who, for use in rituals. Uh, Guitari justified this partly on the discovery of a pyramidal stone near the villa where Paxini had been employed. The stone suggested was an indicative... In, in, indicative? Indicative. Indicative. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Got you. The stone um, was suggested to be indicative of cult activity. But critics say that they found this idea kind of ludicrous, given that stones like that are commonly used as doorstops in the surrounding areas. Right. The villa was searched, but nothing was found. Um, they There was also um talk that the doctor that um, Lottie had spoken of was Francesco Cal- Calamandre, was a deceased physician from Paraguay. Um, and that he had been involved in a secret society ordering them and the others to kill people and get the genitalia. Oh. Um, he was put on trial while, um, and they, while they exhumed one of the bodies. But in the end, it was completely, he was completely exonerated and nothing incriminating was ever found. Um. (laughs) sounds like Italy
0: needs to get its shit together.
1: Yeah, so there's just a bunch of different <laughs> people like during that process there was another journalist who was arrested by um the chief prosecutor. He had been investigating his own favorite suspect of son of Salvatore Vinci. Um he claimed he did so to obstruct the investigation into they so he they like arrested him and cl- accused him of something to like obstruct his obstruct his investigation into another possible sub- oh, suspect. So like, look over
0: here, look over here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and there was like international outcry for his arrest and he was set free and his arrest was actually declared illegal. And then that prosecutor, the Michelle Guitari, were indicted for abuse of office. And, um, there's been no active investigation on the monster of Florence since. Interesting. Um, so the, the man who shot, stabbed and mutilated 16 people, has never been officially identified or convicted for their role in the worst serial killer murder case in Italian history. Many have made comparisons between the case of that of Jack the Ripper, given that both were, are unsolved serial killer cases in Europe. Um, and that they both involve mutilated female victims. And it's also been compared to and linked to the Zodiac killings. Okay. Um, um, so despite the last murder having been occur- having occurred in 1985, there's still some unease as to the fact that it's never been well, fully Yeah, resolved.
0: I mean, that's still only 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Granted, they started when they were in 68, so... Yeah, they're probably dead. They're most likely dead because if they guessed it was a 40-year-old, 40 to 45-year-old, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, through the span, I'm assuming they were... Closer to 30 at 68, so... Yeah. They're probably either dead or, like, real old.
1: But still, that's so... I It's so... The Zodiac case, like...
0: It is very similar. Very, very similar.
1: <laughs> very similar. In the Zodiac case, like, is one of my favorite, like... It just gives me the creeps every time I hear about it. And I could hear about that case every... I get, like, the chills just thinking about how... And the fact that he's never been caught and they've never confirmed who it was. And maybe one day, like, the Golden State Killer, they'll... Oh, I'm sure something will happen. Something will happen and they'll finally... If not definitively, say, more than likely. The problem with the
0: Zodiac is they don't have much for DNA. Because Mm -hmm. it was a very hands-off type of thing.
1: I just took a DNA test.
0: And the only ones that they had DNA on were, well... I don't want to say the only ones, because I'm sure if somebody hears this, they're going to be like, you're wrong. Um, but a majority of the evidence that they had that was like DNA, fingerprints, anything like that were proven to be fake letters after that. Yeah. So it's like very a very frustrating case.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: never got too into the Zodiac case. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because, you know, I don't like no ending. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. You don't like to be blue No. I like to be able to see justice in front of me or know that at least there's like a
1: wrap up of some sort. Nope.
0: Not for that. Not for the Monster
1: of Florence either, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I like killers apparently named with the monster or the beast. So you like nicknames. One you're a nickname gal i'm not a nickname gal it's just those i happen to stumble upon and go hmm this seems interesting oh, and, you, oh you sound oh, interesting oh, what are you let me tell me more tell me more well, good job
0: because i had heard of that but there was a lot more detail in that than i think i've ever read usually the things about it are pretty like Straight i don't know general
1: point. yeah
0: you know very interesting. Good jobs. I had no idea that he gored out their genitalia and fucking cut off a breast and sent yeah. a nipple and...
1: Sent it to a prosecutor? Yeah. That's weird. I don't like that. Yeah, Maybe clench getting, my breast. Can you imagine just getting a tit in the mail?
0: Can you imagine just getting your nipple cut off?
1: Well, she was probably dead when that happened. Well, I would
0: assume so since it came off the breast that was taken off of her mm-hmm. body, but... Ouch.
1: Hey, ouch. Hey! Don't touch my boobies. Leave them. Leave them alone.'t don't, don't touch them.
0: Oh, good job. That hey, was, thanks. That well, was something. You like it? I liked it.
1: I plowed through that. That's what she it's said. Okay.
0: Did she say that or did he say that? Maybe
1: she said it. You don't know. She might have a strap on on.
0: <laughs> For those of you that can't see, because this is not a visual. Man, just fisted herself. I just I mean, wait.
1: <laughs> I fisted my hand. <laughs>
0: Amanda just fisted herself.
1: Wait, no, that's not right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could even physically do that. I'm sure you could. I don't think you want to. I feel like that sounds terrible. What if it got stuck? I'm not that <laughs> you loosey-goosey, had to go, man. You had to go to the emergency room because you really worked it in there and then it got stuck at, like, the knuckles. Look at could- this! Your hands bitch, are, I am not dilated. Your hands are really bendy, though, so maybe you. But go, that's not fisting. Yeah, that's like. But if you go in at not fist and then you make a fist in there, sounds terrible.
0: Still sounds <laughs> terrible. This, that's not much narrower, man. Yeah,
1: it's
0: definitely bigger than a dick. <laughs> that's so weird. We're having a weird conversation. Yeah, let's just go ahead and wrap this up to go to the next story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> trying to say, but I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs>
1: uh. oh. oh, that's a good one. Crack that. We're I making a going. good time. We are. Good we job, are. team.
0: This is because the lamest I'm... fist bump. If
1: I... All right, you ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. As I'm about to start reading it, it goes black. I am going to tell you about Giza de. Kaplani, <laughs> Kaplani is what I wanted to say, but Ka-plan- I feel like that's, very, de de that's a, very, a very Minnesotan way of saying it. I but mean, he's also known as the Acid Doctor.
1: Oh, I think I know this one. Hmm, I think I know this one. It's
0: a single kill. Oh, then no. Um, again, I was, I was thinking the Acid Bath Killer. No, 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 no. This is a lot less known. What lot less known. Yeah. <laughs> he betcha. So Giza de Kaplani was born in Hungary on June 27th, 1926 this and raised like in a wealthy family.
1: The third case that we've done from Hungary or had to do with Hungary.
0: Oh, I was like, this is, he's literally just born here.
1: Oh. <laughs> Otherwise the
0: rest of it is like. The United States. Sorry.
1: Okay, continue. But
0: yeah, we've mentioned Hungary, like, in the last (laughs) three episodes. (laughs) His father was abusive, and once, De Kaplani lost sight in one of his eyes during a beating. (gasps) So he was beaten so bad Mm -hmm. that he would lose sight, he got just injured constantly. His father passed away in 1938, so when he was about 12. De Kaplani went on on to study at the University of Zeged? Zegred? It's another one of those like, I don't know how to pronounce things. Decaplani went on to study medicine at the University of Zeged?
1: Zanzibar.
0: No, yeah, Zeged. it's okay. S-Z-E-G-E-D. So I'm like... Just commit to it. Right? <laughs> and graduated with honors in 1951. So he was mid- 20s at that time okay then practicing um in budapest as a cardiologist but soon he was he clashed with the officials um and while or let me rephrase this he was practicing in budapest as a cardiologist but soon he, he was clashing with officials while it in the hungarian revolution of 1956 and he fleed the country when the revolution failed. So he took sides with the Hungarian Revolution. Mm-hmm. And then he flee, he would flee Budapest because the revolution failed. And so he
1: took off. He had to fucking bounce. He had to get
0: the heck out of there. He traveled after, after that to England and Denmark and wrote a book called Doctor in Revolt, telling the tales of alleged freedom fighting in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Okay, Decaplanu then settled in Boston with the intention to reopen a practice, but once he was relocated, he found that his degree wasn't recognized in the United States so he re- he retrained as an anesthesiologist and interned in the Milwaukee hospital okay Ooh, starting in August of nineteen fifty seven uh that lasted for about a year. From there, he attended Harvard and taught anesthesiology at Yale. Okay. And then he moved to San Jose, California and began working in a hospital. Okay. In June of 1962, he met Hanja Piller. H-A-N-J-A. That's a weird ass name. But yeah. Okay. Who was also from Hungary. She what was What 20- are the odds? I know. Weird. Weird. She was 25 when they met and was a former fashion model. Mm. And her current job was being a showgirl at Bimbo's 365 Club.
1: (laughs) Sounds like my kind of party. Um, Bimbo's 365. She
0: was freaking gorgeous. Okay. Like, the pictures of them together. I'm like, I don't get it, but okay. all right. She was also a beauty queen and the daughter of an Olympic fencer. Okay. Random fact. They got married... Two months after meeting, only a few weeks into the marriage, De Caplani heard that his wife was wife was having an affair from a woman friend. Oh shit! Was she?
1: Either way, women, never trust women friends. They're always shady bitches, right? I
0: mean, if someone's that into your mm, into your business, I feel like they're just stirring. Unless the pot. they have
1: physical proof in the form of like pictures, right, or something. They're more than likely just a shady bitch, right? Sorry.
0: They either want your attention back,
1: or they want We're to really bang disparaging you. women right now. Being two women, but we know how I'm we operate. I'm not
0: even. I'm not saying all women. I'm just saying we need you need to, to get some proof on mm-hmm. that on those things. So De devised a plan to punish his wife, and on the evening of August twenty eighth, nineteen sixty two. He set that plan into motion. Did he dump acid on her? Well, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> he tied her to their bed in the apartment, played loud music to drown out any noises that she might make, and proceeded to disfigure her with a scalpel. <gasps> so she just he just slashed no. at her skin. No. He then. No. He then dabbed the cuts with hydrochloric, sulfuric and nitric acids no this caused third degree burns all over the front side of her body he called the police after three hours of torture telling them that he wanted to destroy her beauty but not kill her (gasps) she recovered enough to make a statement but sadly on september 30th she died of her injuries at saint francis memorial hospital
1: were they that deep and that well,
0: infection, and if it's all over the place and there was acid in them, I'm sure I'm sure it just
1: That's all kinds of fucked up, man. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And wait till I show you a picture of this guy. I thought you were going to tell me of her like after. I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking see that. I don't. I didn't even look those up because I can't. I don't want to.
0: So, Dave Caplani's trial began January 9th of 1963. Initially, he was charged with attempted murder, but the charges changed to murder when murder by torture after she had passed away. <sighs> he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. His lawyer Edward Day Vilbis, weird ass name, claimed that he had multiple personality disorder, A.K.A. dissociative personality disorder. And that the murders had been done by one of his other personalities That's named tr- Pierre de La Roche. <laughs> yeah, okay. But prosecutor Louis P. Bergman, Bergna brought in a witness, a former lover of his, Ruth Kruger, who testified otherwise. Saying that he was very possessive, very he's controlling. Crazy. Like, he's he's just a narcissistic asshole, basically. Um, he was found legally sane, but medically insane. I'm not really sure how that works, but he was competent to stand trial, mm-hmm. but he and he knew the repercussions, I'm assuming is what they mean. But he also was at a point where he should be hospitalized for mental okay. issues. So I'm not not sure what it meant, but that's what I read. And I was like, We're gonna put that in there. Maybe think about it. He was convicted of first-degree murder by a psychiatrist's claim that he was a paranoid schizophrenic with latent homosexual tendencies, because that's a thing in the 60s, -hmm. that that's a reason to be insane, insane, apparently, because of abuse that happened to him during his childhood. Apparently... This made the jury sway towards life imprisonment verdict rather than the death penalty mm-hmm. on March 1st of
1: 1963. Oh my god, I can't believe he... Oh
0: I know! Just I think just keep about keep thinking that.
1: about the cuts and the acid and the... Oh. And she's awake for the whole thing. Oh god, no. I know.
0: Um, Superior Court Judge Raymond G. Callahan sentenced him on March 15th and he was sent to the California Institution for Men. Okay. Obviously, his license to practice was revoked. Mm-hmm. Um, this officially happened on March 9th of 64 for violating sections 2378 and 2383 moral turpitude, which is basically being evil. Like, mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was it just said a bunch of different basically words. Basically being a being big evil. old evil jackass. And then being unprofessional in their conduct. So his business was revoked, his profession was ended. But in 1975, De Caplani was controversially granted parole, marked by accusations that there were photos of the victim after being tortured that were taken out of his file by Raymond Procunier. A chairman of the California State Parole Authority for men prior to his parole board review. So they didn't see all of the information and all of the evidence. Like what he
1: fucking did. Like- yeah.
0: So they just heard about it. They didn't actually see it, which is
1: mm-hmm.
0: a whole big. different Yeah. Um, so the life sentence was removed and he was paroled. So Ew. Which, you're not supposed to get a parole hearing at, with a life sentence, but because they read whatevered I, I don't get it, but it happened either way. The parole board that allowed him to go also allowed De Caplani to travel to Taiwan in November of 1975 to work as a medical missionary in a Catholic hospital. <gasps> he left the United States before anyone was even informed that he had been paroled. The public outcry called for that chairman to be like fired and shit taken canned. off. Yeah, and he inevitably resigned following that year because of personal reasons. So basically, he was sick of being mm-hmm. talked shit to. De Caplani worked at the clinic in Taiwan for four years, as well as he getting remarried. Um, Ew. Yeah, and I'm like. Does she know that he did that? Or is this like a totally, he just pretends he didn't have a life before all that or what? Mm -hmm. But tiring of the constant checking in on him by the parole officers. He just dropped off the map in 1979. And once he, once the disappearance was noticed because of check-ins and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, he, sorry, it went down a whole page instead of just a little bit. Um, Once the disappearance was noticed, there was a, they issued a warrant for his arrest. His name was added to Interpol, the national criminal list, basically, Mm -hmm. or international criminal list. He appealed, of course, both in California state and federal courts um, by, but the Ninth Circuit upheld his conviction in 1976. Arguing that Caplani already had been granted parole and that he had shown a flight risk by leaving directly after he had been told that he was getting paroled. Mm-hmm. So they put, since he had the arrest warrant, right, they were supposed to be keeping tabs on him as much as possible and trying to get him extradited. He, But this didn't happen for whatever reason. They didn't extradite him, even though they knew where he was most of the time. Mm-hmm didn't even like attempt to he briefly showed up in munich germany in december and he was fired when the from his uh hospital job there when a german magazine just happened to publish a true crime articles article of infamous cases oh. and his case was in it <sighs> stupid he also worked in a united states army health clinic oh my god in bavaria for a short amount of time and still Nothing in 2002, and it, still around. Oh, yeah. In 2002, an investigation by the San Jose Mercury News showed that California officials were aware of De Kaplani, or De Caplani's whereabouts multiple times throughout the years, and it was even found that they had once warned him of a threat to his life. Technically, it's they're supposed to by law tell him if the, there's a threat to his life. Sorry. Okay. But they didn't. Um. They didn't use it to actually extradite him back to like the information. So they located De Caplani at, or they located De Caplani, and he was at this time 75 years old. And they this uh news media outlet interviewed him. At his home in Germany, he became a naturalized German citizen two years earlier. Earlier from this interview, in which it made him impossible to extradite now, and so they could interview him without him having Worrying a legal about getting
1: extradited or arrested because yeah. he's now a
0: German citizen. And then I was trying to find things like excerpts from this interview, and I just I can't. I don't know if I just didn't look in the right places, if mm-hmm. I, but for whatever reason I couldn't. But right now, it didn't say anything about his death, so I'm assuming he's still alive. Ew, but he's probably like ninety five ish. He's gonna die soon, so hopefully dead soon. But how gross is that? Uh, and now okay. I, because I'm misvisual, I need to show you the picture of them together. Because
1: ew, I don't know. That's just that's the worst. Oh, like death by a thousand cuts and pouring acid into them. Cool, cool.
0: Right, it's just gross. I don't understand. Let's see.
1: Like, look like at her with a scalpel. Oh, she's pretty. I told you she's pretty.
0: They have like their wedding photo and stuff. Like she's just—I don't know.
1: And they were never—they never proved whether or not she was actually having an affair or not. No. So
0: here he is.
1: <laughs> you showed me the wedding photo, and I was like, whoa. you
0: see what I mean? Like, I don't get it, but. He looks like a fucking nerd. He is a nerd. You're a nerd. You're a fucking nerd. But yeah, that is. Oh, whoops. I accidentally saw it. You accidentally saw what? Ew, you have a picture of her body? A picture of a body. I'm seeing if it's actually hers or if it just showed up. It's not hers. Kinda looks like it is it? I don't think it's her. Icky. Oh, I gotta like look in Catherine. Oh yep, nope, it's Jack the Ripper. I'm like, I feel like I've seen this before. It's Catherine Eddowes from Jack the Ripper.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> I didn't need to see it. See, I didn't I
0: shouldn't have gotten points taken off because I didn't put pictures like that on my PowerPoint. It was just the crime scene. It wasn't the bodies. Yeah. Anyway. It's
1: terrible and I don't want to play. It's gross.
0: Oh, man. That Stretching was... out the limbs. But yeah, so he's gross. Oh,
1: that was terrible. That was a good story.
0: Right? Another weird one that I... Came across and I was like, ooh.
1: Mm, Ooh, you're interesting. You're interesting and a little crazy. We'll talk about you for a minute. Hot beat. Hot second.
0: Second.
1: Second. Um. Yeah. What do we have for funny stories, man? I don't, I was just trying to look through my, uh, dating profile things. I hadn't been on there for a while and all the messages are lame. They're all like, hey. "Hey." (laughs) Hi. Oh. One guy, though, oh, I didn't say anything back, but I was, I wanted to, he responded to me and he said, hey, I like your smile, but I really think you should smile more. And I was like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't tell me to smile. No, I'm Zone never gonna even. smile. I'm never gonna smile again. No, you told me to.
0: Never gonna laugh again. No. It's going to (coughs) happen. Jesus. I thought you were going to smile or laugh again. I'm
1: never, ever, ever. No. Well. So, I have nothing funny. I can't always be comedic. I don't remember anything,
0: so it's hard for me to remember stories for funny time.
1: (laughs) For funny time. I hate my life, and it hates me back, so. So we're ending it on a positive note then, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. want to trade spots? Good times. For a little bit? At Ridgemont High. I don't fucking know. What the fuck is happening know. right now? We're just deteriorating. Cut that out. Let's cut, cut it. Cut out a few of those things. <laughs> fucking cut all of that. <laughs> cut it all. I got nothing to say. Cool. Cool. This is awkward. Um, hey, let me tell you about... A time that I fought a bear <laughs> with a
0: slinky, and I ate all of the feces.
1: <laughs> Throats, scat. It's not, not what happened, Amanda.
0: Don't make me fill in the.
1: Don't make me fill in the blank if you don't want it to be weird. We were good with the fada bear with Slinky until you got me to the part where I ate feces. That's where it <laughs> took a turn and I'm not okay with that story any longer. <laughs> you mean mice dig through feces. I am not a mouse. <laughs> I am not a mouse. I am not a mouse. Oh god. Well, that right, was a well, nice try, right? Fucking weird. Alright. Thanks for listening. Sorry about how this ended. We're awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to follow us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us an email. We're, it's all at ISWThePodcast at gmail. Wait, what? Who? I don't know. <laughs> you can take over it, any shit. time while oh, I'm drowning. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs>
0: I was letting. I didn't know if you had a place you were going with it. So, all of the social media is ISW the podcast. Our email is ISW the podcast at gmail.com. There we go. Um, <laughs> you know, interact, follow, like, subscribe, do the things review. with the stuff. Get us some more listeners, guys! Come on, give us some
1: suggestions, guys.
0: Guys, hey okay, guys. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Happy Labor Day, because it's past it now. Yeah, it's fine. Stupid. You forgot we we're time traveling. I I don't time travel. Uh-huh. This isn't a thing that I do.
1: I don't know that that's a thing that I know.